Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly abundantly and overflowing joy. Tonight, I want to talk to you about be careful what you hear. Just a few things from last week. I did find my DVD of the movie, The Patriot. I knew it was somewhere, so when I found it, I said, that's my project for this coming weekend. I'm looking forward to watching this movie. Secondly, I want to remind those who live locally to come and attend my Bible study. We meet on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., and we are located in Top Hat Pools and Stoves. That is 2258 Main Street Wheeling, right down from Cardello Lighting on the left. We would love to have you join us. Now, last week, I made a statement that I want to clarify, and that actually will take us into the topic tonight. I said that I never criticize those in the pulpit, meaning the leaders of the church today, the clergy. And what I meant was I don't take personal shots of criticism toward them. However, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the remarks I made some time ago about Reverend Andy Stanley, who is a pastor of a church in Georgia and who is also the son of the famous preacher on television, Charles Stanley. I wasn't judging him because I don't know the motives of his heart, but I was judging his teaching where he told his congregation to, quote, unhitch their theology from the Old Testament. Now, let me just stop and say something right here. Jesus does command us not to judge one another, lest ye be judged. What exactly is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the fact that we cannot judge another person's motives. We don't know exactly what's in their heart, so we can't judge that. We can judge the fruit. Andy Stanley went on to say, after he made the statement about unhitching their theology from the Old Testament, he went on to say that Peter, James, and Paul elected to unhitch the Christian faith from their Jewish scriptures. My point is that when there is teaching that is heresy, I'm going to call it out. And that is scriptural. I can judge that. Last week, we were talking about the lessons. Leo Homan gave us five lessons from the movie The Patriot. And lesson number two, he says we are fighting a committed, determined, well-organized army of demons. And eventually we will need to call in backup. That is true. I want us to take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I want to look at that again tonight and, and uh, dive a little deeper into that one scripture. So Paul was writing to his son in the faith, Timothy, and he says this. He says, now the Spirit expressly says 
that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, I just read out of the New King James Version. When it says, now the Spirit expressly, that can also be interpreted explicitly. So the Spirit says explicitly that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. We are in latter times. So I want to address that part first, some departing from the faith. Well, you cannot depart from the faith if you didn't have faith to begin with. So these people were believers. They were born again. They were serving the Lord. But somehow, some turn of events in their life, or they're keeping away from fellowship, or becoming undisciplined in their spiritual habits, or like me, they didn't get disciplined well or at all, then helps get a person moving away from the faith. For instance, I know of an individual who, just because turn of events, very bad turn of events, okay, multiplied, And this person was a powerful intercessor. And it's been, well, I'm going to guess 15 years ago. And this person is still not serving the Lord. They walked away and departed from the faith and they have not come back. Let's take my example. I was born again filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues, all in one setting. When I accepted Jesus, I was in my room, sitting on my bed, and I got born again and filled with the Spirit immediately. That was 1971. I became part of a Bible study. Uh, just, Just women, small group. And so I began to grow in my faith through this Bible study. And then I started attending church. I was attending the Christian Missionary Alliance Church. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, I never got plugged into the church. Therefore, this four and a half years or so, I did not, I was was being discipled, but I didn't get grounded. I didn't get rooted and grounded. I didn't have a quote-unquote mentor, someone to really pour into me. By the time I left college and came to Wheeling to nursing school, I didn't have a church in Wheeling. I didn't have other believers, and I eventually, very gradually, fell away from my faith. So I departed from the faith for 22 years. Now, I know there's the teaching, once saved, always saved. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. I do not believe in that teaching for many reasons, but I can give you my own personal reason. One of the things that they say is that if you were truly saved, you will never depart from the faith. You will never lose your faith. You won't depart. But that's not true. 
I was truly saved. I really did love God, and I knew that I was saved. Trust me, I knew that I was saved. (laughs) But I gradually, gradually, gradually fell away from the Lord. So I was backslidden for 22 years. When I came back to the Lord and came back to my faith, I was determined that I would never walk away again from Jesus, and I haven't. So we will see people who we know and love, who are born again and love God, but they will walk away from their faith. Why? Because they gave heed to deceiving spirits. And, you know, I, um, I, I think back to that time and without fellowship, without reading, you know, gradually stopped reading my Bible, without uh, being disciplined and having someone to keep me accountable in my very young uh, Christian life, then it was easy for me to, you know, be deceived. Now, I want to talk about doctrines of demons. And doctrines of demons are basically teachings that do not line up with the Bible. They are teachings that are against the Holy Spirit, against the Holy Scriptures. I want to give you a few examples of doctrines of demons. Now, currently in the Methodist Church here in the United States, the national leadership, um, they want to allow gay and lesbian gay and lesbian individuals to become pastors. They want to be able to put them in positions of authority and leadership. So the Methodist Church at large here in the United States is undergoing a split. Those that agree with this policy will remain, and those who do not advocate the LGBTQ community to be in positions of leadership are departing. Now, I happen to have firsthand experience with that. So I know of a local congregation in the Valley that has made the split. They voted unanimously to leave the Methodist Church. It was a hard and a heartbreaking decision for them, but they knew that they couldn't allow uh, gay or lesbian uh folks to be in positions of leadership or to pastor their church. John and Charles Wesley, who are founders, right, of the Methodist movement, they were, um, how can I say, they were adamant men about their faith. They were... um, Uh, both in the, they were Oxford-trained clergymen. And they believed that, as, as they put it, just to be downright Bible Christians, taking the Bible as interpreted by the primitive church, early church fathers, for their whole and sole rule. And their primary focus was the doctrine of salvation and the relationship between grace, faith, and holiness of heart and life. 
Now, these two fellows started the, at Oxford, started the Holiness Club. I doubt highly, I'm pretty sure, that John and Charles Wesley would not agree with the current movement of the Methodist leadership in the United States trying to put homosexual individuals in positions of pastoral authority. So you can see that that is a doctrine of demon, of demons. Let's go back to Andy Stanley. Now, um, first of all, the uh, subject of the LGBT community with regard to his congregation, this is what he said, and I'm quoting. He said, I know 1 Corinthians 6, and I know Leviticus, and I know Romans 1, but oh my goodness, a gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father, who, who didn't answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, God said no, and they still love God? I want to look at that. You're telling me God said no? This is an astounding statement made by an evangelical pastor. You see, when God did not answer, quote, quote, the cry of their heart, is he saying that God was wrong in not accepting their sexual orientation? Or is he saying that God should have answered their prayer by changing their sexual orientation? Either option is blasphemous. Now, putting blame on God is unconscionable. That's pretty much what he's saying, that God did not answer the cry of their heart. God said no. Hmm. That, to me, is doctrines of demons, teaching people that our God, our loving, merciful God, would tell these people, no, I'm not going to answer the cry of your heart. Let's go back to when he was telling his congregation to unhitch their theology from the Old Testament. Now, understandably, we are no longer under the law. I get that. But each of the apostles that he mentioned often quoted the Old Testament, including Jesus. See, there are many lessons, I'm sure you know that, that we can learn from the Old Testament. We can't just trash the Old Testament, although Andy Stanley says, yes, he knows it's under divine inspiration. But pretty much let's just set that aside and let's never, uh, let's don't go there. Well, I disagree. I think that's a doctrine of demons to tell people that 
there's nothing of any value, of any substance, anything we can't learn. And we surely don't want to learn because we want to unhitch our theology from the Old Testament. I, folks, I, I have great problems with that. So we have to be very, very careful about what we're hearing, about what's being taught to us. It has to be biblically, biblically sound. We have to go back to the Word of God. When you hear a preacher or a teacher, even myself, say something that doesn't line up biblically with the Scriptures, you have to take us to task. I do my best. I'm human. <laughs> I don't want to teach any kind of error. Now, the Apostle John talks about the spirit of error when he was talking about the heresy that had come into the church in his first letter, 1 John. And so he's talking about the actual spirit of error. And that's what's happening here. This is error. This is, this is absolutely not right. So when Paul tells his son in the faith... Now, the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Well, that's exactly what's happening. I don't think that, I don't think that there was a span of time when people didn't give heed to deceiving spirits. But it seems intensified in the time that we're living in. And there are other things that I'm going to be sharing, which are um, absolutely doctrines of demons. The idea of yoga and uh, Enneagram. And I know many of you haven't even heard of Enneagram, but that thing is is it's like a wildfire. It's, it's hitting the major churches and people are just sucking this up and believing it. And I'm telling you, it is a true doctrine of demons. So we'll, we, we'll be talking about that next week, but I just want to admonish us to be very careful. And as I say, when I hear or see or read teachings from, I, I, I don't care if they're on TV or not on TV, whoever they are, if they're teaching things that, heretic, that are heretical, that are against the Bible, it, I have to point it out. I have to um, make sure that people understand that that is not the truth. And we don't want to, you know, we're just in a time where people are really open to a lot of new age ideas. And those new age ideas creep in. We're in a culture where the LGBTQ community has made it a point to try to make it seem as though that is normal behavior. The Bible is very clear. <laughs> it's it's as clear as, as, as a bell. And we can't accept that behavior in the church. So 
I'm going to conclude this program, I think, on a, on a positive note. And I have a beautiful song by Joshua Aaron and the King's Harpist. They're playing the song, The Blessing, and it is straight from Jerusalem. I hope you enjoy it. So sit back and relax.
Don Noble, you can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. You can download the iHeartRadio app, go to Pure Heart Ministries podcast and listen again. And of course, I would love for you to email me, all lowercase letters, don at pureheart.today. And I would love for you to continue to pray for this ministry. It means a lot to me. If you'd like to help support this ministry financially, you can send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Well, this is Don Noble. I look forward to being with you again next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.